championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Leave it on a jet plane. This is good, Dave. Congrats. Very creative. I see what you did there. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. So earlier this month, the Supreme Court heard arguments in a critical case on the government's power to impose its vaccine mandates. Also, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals heard arguments this month from attorneys representing United Airlines pilots who have been punished or fired because of the carrier's vaccination mandate, which refuses to accommodate many employees' religious or medical concerns. Joining us now to discuss how these mandates are affecting the industry and the implications for the rest of us is Sherry Walker. She's a staunch activist for individual rights. She served on the Airline Pilots Association Security Committee after 9-11. Fellow pilots quickly recognized her leadership skills, electing her as the first officer representative's for the largest base of ALPA pilots in the United States. Sherry is the uh, co-founder of Airline Employees for Health Freedom. Sherry, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you on the show. Well, thank you very much. I'm so glad to be with you. So, you know, I followed this story, and it's kind of interesting. You know, once the Supreme Court deemed that uh, all private employers, that mandate was unconstitutional. I thought United might back down from this, but United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby continues to impose that vaccine mandate for employees without allowing workarounds that are available to other airline employees, right? So the, the pilots are still forced to get vaccinated, right? Well, actually, under Title VII, all employees are uh, offered a reasonable accommodation. The problem at United Airlines is our boss decided that it was reasonable, in his opinion, to put us on an indefinite unpaid leave. So on November 11th or 12th, Um, 355 pilots, uh, probably about 800 flight attendants all went on leave. Now, our other workers who had previously requested reasonable accommodations at the last minute, those were the baggage handlers and mechanics and types that don't interact with the customers necessarily. They were granted the unreasonable accommodation of uh, twice weekly testing, even when on vacation or out of the country, and the um, retaliatory uh, scarlet letter of N95 respirator. So we've had several people at work that got injured from that. And they're also banned to eating only out of doors alone. Um, Some of our agents are working in closets and uh, pretty much everything you could think of to uh, coerce a jab in the arm. That that is what it really sounds like is coercion. I mean, I've flown through, used to live in, in Denver, for example. So you're telling me that a baggage handler that you know it works in Denver has to go eat outside when it's minus 10 degrees out is because he's choosing to 
And keep his mask on, by the way, while he's outdoors. Yes. Between bites and sips, cameras are everywhere. One <laughs> violation and he's terminated. So you should see the pictures I have of these poor guys with snow in their beards. And um, their one chance to come inside and get warm in an eight-hour shift. And they don't. That's not afforded them. Uh, and, and let me ask you another question. I, I mean, I've flown enough. I think the only time I've ever actually interacted with a pilot is maybe passing in an airport restroom. Why do they consider pilots high interaction? Because other than when he's speaking on the intercom, telling, you know, if you look out the left window, you'll see the Grand Canyon. There's not a whole lot of interaction between pilots and the general public. Why are they considered such high interaction? Um, we'd like to know that, too. In fact, we asked them in our court case since we sit behind hardened steel doors. Yes. Now this, uh, you know, <laughs> after yes. 9-11. So um, it's also interesting that in that cockpit uh, between the two pilots is a jump seat. And pilots from other airlines who are we cannot mandate to, to be vaccinated also use that seat and travel on our airplanes. So very likely that there could be a third pilot up there that's not vaccinated. So <laughs> we, we believe this is nothing more as, as Judge Mark Pittman said in our preliminary injunction hearing, this is nothing more than a pretext for a very badly planned marketing campaign. So there are 2,000 United employees currently on unpaid leave, including over 300 pilots. Meanwhile, earlier this month, airlines canceled over 1,000 flights during a 12-day span. United had to offer bonus pay to find employees willing to work. Do you think that might be a coincidence? Do you think that might be related? Um, a little bit, but I will clarify, though. There's 2,000 of us in the lawsuit. There's over 1,000 that are actually on unpaid leave. We do have those folks that are still working okay. um, outside in Denver, so don't forget them. Um, but, yes, we, we did the math. We took the 355 pilots that we have, takes two to fly an airplane, so divide them in half, uh, add four of our flight attendants per flight, and then count up the number of flights that were canceled from the 23rd to the 26th of December. We know on an average four-day trip, we fly seven legs. So uh, I think we could have covered over 800 of those uh, canceled flights. They canceled 600 and change. So um, definitely we could have uh, solved or at least alleviated a lot of the problem. Meanwhile, Omicron is raging. I just got back from the big rally in D.C. where all the, the top scientists were at Ron Johnson's co conference. And uh, they, they, they basically said that these, uh, these vaccines don't work against Omicron because it, it has, it's a mutation. So right. when, you, when you add all that in, it, uh, and the fact that because they couldn't find enough workers over the holidays, they basically uh, discontinued contract tra uh, contact tracing. They've, uh, they've said to us, well, if you don't test, uh, you can come to work even if you're exposed. So, you know, we, we, the double standards are everywhere. It's just so asinine. We're, we're talking with Sherry Walker from Airline Employees for Health Freedom. And at, at one point earlier this month, worldwide airlines had canceled uh, close to 4,300 flights, right? I mean, this is, it, it's, people think, oh, well, it doesn't affect me. But yeah, the next time you want to fly, it, it could very well affect you, right? Well, you know what else will affect you if you're a shareholder or you're buying a ticket? Because sure. I will tell you, they're shorthanded. And so the unprecedented overtime, normally we get, uh, we'll fly 10 hours in two days, right? So, so they might incentivize us by throwing us an extra five or 10 hours. They are adding three and a half 
three to three and a half times a pay on a normal uh, 10-hour trip. So a guy that would fly 10 is getting 35 hours, which is a half a month's pay. We have one pilot who made $180,000 to date in the month of January. Wow. Now, if you're a shareholder, that doesn't bode well. That's more than the annual salary of a good portion of the people who are out on unpaid leave. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good money, but at the same time, you're right. That's going to hit your bottom line pretty fast. Uh, Sherry, what are the ramifications of this case with regards to workers' rights and religious liberty? Because at some point, uh, I, I mean, frankly, at some point, I think unless passengers start saying, you know, we don't like what United's doing and start flying other carriers, when does this stop? Well, I have to be careful because I love my airline and I love my job. I I don't want to ever encourage anyone to go uh, fly on the competition, right? But we've got to consider what the ramifications are for the rest of the country. So right now, with the OSHA mandate down, right, that gave private employers the cover to be able to say, hey, we want you to – we don't necessarily agree with this, but the government says so. Well, that got got terminated. The federal worker mandate fell on a a preliminary injunction a week ago today. Just prior to that, the U.S. Navy SEALs, which is our military's mandate, fell apart. That leaves the United Airlines lawsuit as the premier lawsuit to protect private employees against – their violation of their religious liberties in this country. So we we are the tip of the spear. If our case falls, if if we are not successful, then this is coming to an employer near you. Now, we do know from the judge's writings, while he did not grant the preliminary injunction and that is being reviewed, and we're very confident that the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals will find us some relief, we do know that the underlying case itself of discrimination and retaliation um, has definite merit, and the judge has said so. So we're pretty confident, but, uh, you know, there is room there that, that this could go south. Well, if folks are interested in... You know, just finding out what you're doing, keeping up with the fight uh, that airline employees for health freedom is is undertaking here. It's AE four HF, and the four is the number four dot org. Correct. That's correct. The other one, it's a little more fun. Jabs plural jabs four the number four jobs dot org, and uh, stop by, see what we're doing, give us a prayer. Uh, maybe even throw us a nickel because good lawyers are very, very expensive. Jabsforjobs.org. I like that one. Sherry, thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight. We appreciate you. We appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. God bless. We'll be taking your calls at 845. Coming up after the break, Attorney General Derek Schmidt, our next governor, will join us to discuss the trip he took this week to visit America's southern border. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. promise to provide a better way to buy in 2022 we're hyping the things that we can deliver on like exceptional value new car inventory arriving daily transparent pricing midwest kia simple transparent fast midwestkia.com omni business center has been working with small businesses in wichita for the past 35 years the omni center 
you got to see it to really get it. It's kind of like the Grand Canyon. Pictures don't do it justice. My clients almost invariably say, this place is really nice, like they're surprised. If you would like to learn more about the Omni Experience, please call 689-FLEX for a personal tour of the campus located just west of Town East. Omni Business Center. Hi, everybody. This is Ted Woodward. These colder winter weather months are coming up, but that doesn't mean you have to sit still. You can still spruce things up at your house, and Serta Pro Painters are just the folks to do that. Remember, each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. They are great folks here in Wichita. They've helped me out with a couple of great projects. My beautiful new red front door. I love it. And, of course, my bedroom that I told you about where the wallpaper was falling off the walls. A beautiful new coat of paint has now made that room so fantastic. That's what Serta Pro Painters can do. Just a couple of days, an hour or two, and you can transform something that looks ugly into something beautiful. Remember, schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Perfect time here in the next few months to transform your walls with fresh new color. You need to get in touch with Serta Pro Painters for your home or business. CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Odyssey is looking for an experienced digital and radio account executive to join our team. Odyssey seeks an experienced, self-motivated sales professional to develop and sell advertising and marketing campaigns to new and existing clients with an emphasis on new business development and digital sales. The account executive will use a wide variety of Odyssey's products in their portfolio to solicit businesses for advertising in their on-air, non-traditional, and digital platforms if you are interested in a career in radio submit your resume to odysseyinc.com slash careers we are an equal opportunity and affirmative action employer your phone call is welcome at 869-1330 this is the john whitmer show on 98.7 and 1330 knss i'm a flag waving patriotic nephew of my uncle sam a rough riding fighting yankee man Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Well, two million... Illegal immigrants from dozens of countries have crossed over from Mexico last year alone, and the Biden administration is facilitating the cartels, people smuggling operations at taxpayer expense. Joining us now is Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt, who just returned this week from a trip to our southern border. General, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. John, my pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. So you were down at the border this week. By the way, it should be noted that now you've gone to the border more often than both the president and the vice president. But <laughs> can, can you tell us a little about it? Tell us what you saw, what you were experienced? Yeah, I can. I, I had the opportunity to go down. Governor Abbott in Texas invited a group of us, state attorneys general down, General Paxton down there, coordinated things. There about a dozen of us from around the country who went down. We were down in the McAllen area in that general part of the border and uh, had an opportunity to visit uh, the wall construction, uh, both the state of Texas wall that they're building, as well as the federal wall that obviously is no longer being built, uh, but was built during the Trump administration, partially built during the Trump administration. 
an opportunity to visit with uh, some uh, uh, CBP folks, some uh, federal law enforcement on the border. <laughs> Actually, ironically, we went down on Thursday and were scheduled to have a briefing from some of the uh, federal uh, agency folks. And uh, Wednesday night, they called and canceled. They had gotten a word from Washington. They weren't. Uh, they, they were too busy to brief us, and so. <laughs> Uh, but we uh, we did just go on down to a port of entry and visited with several of the folks there. And of course, the frontline folks are more than happy to talk with you. They just um, further up the food chain had to, I suppose, obey their instructions. Uh, and then we talked with quite a few uh, Texas Department of Public Safety folks. Uh, the, the Texas law enforcement folks are actually on the border, including on the river. And, and the bottom line is, uh, you know, I wanted to see for myself exactly what we're talking about here. Um, obviously, it's the federal government's responsibility to secure this border, and there's no real substitute for that. But because the Biden administration has pretty much retreated from that task, uh, we're left trying to deal with the, you know, the second and third order consequences. Texas is on the front line. They've stepped up with a lot of state money and are trying to actually you know, physically hold the line at the border. But a lot of folks still get through. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think there's a tendency to uh, treat all of these migrants the same. And, and they're not. This is not a homogenous problem. Uh, you have a lot of folks that, uh, I mean, they're all illegal in that sense. They're coming unlawfully. But the, the, you know, a lot of folks that are, are not individually ill-intended. They may be coming right. for economic reasons. But the problem is within that, you've got a bunch of drug runners and human smugglers, uh, folks who are coming here that already have criminal records. They've been sent out of the country, and now they sneak back in. And you know, we wind up in the states, including here in Kansas, dealing with those consequences. So, you know, it's very frustrating. And I just thought it was important to see for myself what's going on. And it, it's a mess. It's well, a mess. And, you know, under cover of darkness, every night the federal government is transporting illegal immigrants you know, from the border into the heart of the country. I've heard firsthand reports from folks here in Wichita of groups of you know, likely illegals, most of whom are adult males, hanging out at hotels here on the east side of town. And the administration, as far as I know, has said nothing to the people in our community. I've, I've asked our county commissioners. I mean, I'd ask the mayor, but he wouldn't admit it anyway if he knew. But, I mean, it just seems like they're dumping fo these illegals into the heart of the country and not informing anyone. Because, in part, because I'm sure Laura Kelly invited them. But still, how do they do that? It's now on our taxpayers are going to have to support these folks. You know, we've, I've obviously seen those reports. We've seen the, the body cam videos that have come out in the last few days from, uh, you know, the flights that occurred last fall up in New York. Uh, so, you know, we're mindful of all of this going on in all these reports. We've been trying to find out what, if anything, is happening here in Kansas in terms of the federal government actually transporting uh, folks from the border to here. And, and we have yet to find anybody who in the government uh, who can confirm for us or will confirm for us what's going on. So we hear the same sorts of, of concern that you do. Uh, I just haven't been able to sort of get to the bottom of what the facts are. But we know it's happening around the country. Uh, and, it, you know, it's unbelievable. It's just, it's, it, it, I mean, there are almost not words for it, John. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's, it, it's so hard to imagine having a federal government that is so deliberately indifferent to border security that it, it you know, it leaves – Literally millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of taxpayer-funded wall materials we've already bought and paid for uh, sitting rusting in piles while there are giant gaps in this wall. We actually paid the contractors because we're obligated to. Uh, you know, they had a contract. They were entitled to be paid. But the Biden administration told them not to do the work. They got paid for doing nothing. 
Uh, and now you've got these reports of, uh, uh, you know, the administration affirmatively transporting uh, migrants from the border areas, even before they're properly processed, uh, to the interior. And it's just it, it's just shocking. Uh, it, it's, it's like working against your own federal government. And it's it's unbelievably distressing. Yeah. Well, only in, in government is is that a, a good use of taxpayer money? And, you know, that. The sad part is this administration pushes their vaccine mandates for its citizens, but won't enforce any testing or mask rules for the illegals crossing the border. Uh, Congrats along those lines to you and your recent Supreme Court win. I know you were a part of the AGs that sued. Uh, The case went to the Supreme Court, and I I think uh, no surprise to those of us who have a basic understanding of the limits of governmental power, uh, the Supreme Court found that it, that vaccine mandate on individual employers was unconstitutional. Kudos. Uh, you've still got cases pending, though, correct? We do. Uh, you know, we're pleased for what we've won. The OSHA mandate, of course, we got the uh, preliminary injunction was affirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court, reinstated by the court. And now OSHA has said they're going to, the Biden administration is going to withdraw that mandate. Now, they may try to rejigger it and, and reoffer it. I don't, I don't think we're done fighting it. But for now, it's gone, and that's very good news. Uh, you know, the other case that went all the way to the Supreme Court was our challenge to the so-called CMS mandate, the health care mandate right. applies to nursing homes and hospitals. Didn't get the right outcome on that. Uh, we lost two of the justices, uh, the Chief Justice and Justice Kavanaugh, who were with us on blocking the OSHA mandate, but they were not with us on blocking the health care mandate. We're going to keep litigating that in the lower courts. I, I understand that the, the time is not our friend here. I, I get it. But uh, we're not going to just give up on it. We still think we're correct in the case. And uh, so we're going to keep making the case and, and kind of go forward. And then we have two other federal vaccine mandates on hold by court order. We The, the federal contractor mandate that has such a big impact there in Wichita with you know, Spirit and Textron and Wichita State, um, other employers. Uh, we have that blocked by federal court order. We got the first injunction on that, and it's been affirmed by the circuit court. There are a couple of other cases challenging that mandate that are making their way up in other parts of the country. So far, everything's going our way. I imagine that'll get back to the U.S. Supreme Court at some point. I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it in light of the OSHA ruling. And then we actually have a fourth one on hold by court order. We challenge the so-called Head Start mandate. This one's just shocking to me. It's it's what it sounds like. It applies to Head Start daycare centers. Uh, um, and it's not only a vaccination mandate for any employee or any, any contractor who actually comes on site. It's also a federal mask mandate for Anybody who's at the facility age two or older. So it's a federal mask mandate for the kids as well as the adults. And I I just can't fathom that the federal government has that authority. And fortunately, neither can the federal courts, at least at this point. So, uh, you know, we've been in those four fights. There are some other ones around the country that are are moving along a federal employee mandate. There's a military mandate that seals one down in uh, Texas on preliminary relief. So, you know, most of these mandates are falling apart. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't been a clean sweep on our part just yet. I, uh, you know, having served in the legislature with you in your current position, I know how active you are during a legislative session. My guess is you've probably already been to the Capitol at least once or twice to testify on bills before judiciary. You know, I, I used to see you in there. It seemed like every week um, you got anything that you're working with the legislature on here uh, this session. 
You know, we have a number of, I'll call them smaller items. They're, they're important, but they're not sort of big impact items. Uh, we're, we're trying to do some sort of wrap-up repairs on several programs. Since this is the last session, I'll be serving as Attorney General. I am going to have one public safety bill. Uh, we haven't announced it yet, but I can tell you uh, uh, we're, we're going to really try to target um, uh, gang violence and uh, repeat violent felons who just keep using firearms to, to shoot people. Uh, it is unbelievably frustrating to all of us in the public safety community and the Second Amendment community. Uh, everybody agrees that, um, uh, you know, we've got to do a better job as a state, and as a country, at dealing with those who uh, shoot and kill other people. And uh, we're going to have a proposal on that uh, coming up here. Uh, of course, we're going to target the criminals, not the firearms. Yeah, that's the key. And I think uh, it is. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we have uh, we've just sort of ignored, ignored is too strong a word, but we, we haven't just sort of stood up and said, look, in most of our communities, especially our larger communities, but not only there, it is a relatively small number of people who keep doing the same violent things to their neighbors in, uh, uh, in their communities, and we've got to remove them from the streets for a longer period of time. So we're going to be working on that here in the next couple of weeks. Well, and in the midst of all this, you're campaigning for governor. I saw your recent fundraising numbers were fantastic. You uh, out fundraised you know, any other Republican governor in history in the off year. Uh, How is the campaign going? You know, it's going well, John. As we've talked about before, you know, we've had the, the great good fortune that uh, Republicans all across the state have really uh, rallied to work with us on on you know, staying focused on the objective here, which is elect a conservative governor come November of this year. And uh, we are, we are, as I say, those are the grindstone all the way through Election Day. Feels really good. The response is great. And uh, we're just going to keep at it. Well, if folks are interested, they can find you on Twitter at Derek Schmidt KS and at SchmidtForKansas.com. They can donate, get more information, find out. I know you, knowing you, you've probably already been to three parades this month because you're all well over the state, but they can find out your schedule and still get in touch with you those ways, correct? That's absolutely right, and we, we welcome uh, uh, help, support, advice uh, all across the way. This is a campaign not just about the candidate. The candidate's just the uh, sort of the focus, but it's uh, it's a campaign about Kansans deciding what direction we want this state to go, and we welcome all that help. Well, we appreciate you, my friend. It is always a pleasure having you on the show. Carry on the fight. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. Take care. We're going to pay a few bills when we return. State Representative Stephen Owens will bring us our legislative update from Topeka. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Fighting Yankee man. I love mom and apple pie and the freedoms that we all enjoy across. We are all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. Now that we have started a new year, think about some ways you can save water when you start your day. First, install a low-flow shower head. 
Also, when brushing your teeth or shaving, turn the water off and only use it to rinse when necessary. And if you are thinking about remodeling, install a low-flow or dual-flush toilet. Then you can help conserve water all year long. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? At Devastate Senior Living Community, our family of residents is growing, so our team is looking to grow as well. If your purpose is serving others and you're fulfilled by sparking joy in others every day, we would love to visit with you. Consider joining us on our mission to empower our growing Devastate's family by enriching the lives and hearts of those we touch. We have flexible job opportunities for you. Call 550-6343 or visit devastates.com. That's D-O-V-E estates.com. After a good night's sleep, you step into the shower anticipating a nice, warm, wake-up massage. Instead, you get a cold, rude awakening. You frantically shut off the shower. Hi, I'm Jim Bowers with Bowers Plumbing, Wichita's trusted plumber since 1955. Bowers Plumbing can replace your water heater in a matter of a few hours, or if you prefer endless hot water, we can quote you a tankless hot water system. Call Bowers Plumbing today at 263-1011. That's 263-1011. Brought to you by Overhead Door Company of Wichita, the original Red Ribbon Garage Door Company. Look for the Red Ribbon. Other than a few high clouds around this evening, we'll have mostly clear skies. 29 degrees overnight with a light southwest wind. Your Monday back to work and school. Sunny skies at 64 degrees. That wind will pick up, though. Southwest winds up over 20 miles per hour. Rain and cooler for Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. News. I'm Kathleen Maloney. Russia isn't optimistic about resolving the crisis with Ukraine, but the U.S. and our allies are still engaging in diplomacy. The U.N. Security Council will meet in an effort to call public attention to Russian aggression. The hope is to preempt the Kremlin from trying to play victim to justify military action against Ukraine. Fox's Alexandria Hoff, a counterculture TV icon, has passed away. Howard Hessman, who played radio disc jockey Johnny Fever on TV's WKRP and Cincinnati has died at age 81. His manager reports Hessman died Saturday in Los Angeles due to complications from colon surgery. Fox's Ann Carrick. And Cincinnati is going to the Super Bowl for the first time in 33 years. The Bengals defeating the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC title game 27-24. America is listening to Fox News. Stay connected to your favorite stations and discover your next favorite on the Odyssey app. There's a world of audio to explore. Connect with your favorite music, news, and sports stations from around the nation for the best interviews, live performances, breaking news, and more. And follow local stations to keep up with what's happening near you. No matter where you are, the Odyssey app keeps you connected to all the audio you love. Odyssey. Odyssey. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the Odyssey app on the App Store or Google Play. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. little Laura Kelly theme song for you here. If you ever miss an episode, 
Just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. In case you haven't uh, been watching it, by the way, we uh, we know who the Super Bowl teams are going to be. It's going to be, the well, barring uh, an incredible upset in the last minute, eight seconds, the uh, Los Angeles Rams will be playing the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So while the uh, legislature is in session, we try to bring you the latest news from our state senators and representatives, trying to bring you weekly updates straight from Topeka. Joining us now to bring us this week's legislative update is State Representative Stephen Owens. Stephen, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, brother. Always a pleasure, man, but I don't know about this business of following our future governor. Geez. <laughs> well, hey, at, at least he's the future governor. Uh, let's let's both be grateful for that because Lord knows we can't Amen. have any more four years of, of Laura Kelly. <laughs> Amen to that. We are really excited and really, uh, really pulling for Derek and doing everything we can to support him and his campaign this year. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good campaign, and we just have to make sure that we unite. Uh, n- nobody gets a wild burr up there. Ambition, shall we say. Uh, Steve, the uh, the administration is pushing you guys to fast-track legislation uh, just passed out of the Senate this week, creating the state's largest business incentive program ever. Um, as the administration says, it's a $4 billion factory. It's probably going into somewhere in Kansas City. Of course, we don't know. The problem is it's just so very few of you actually know the details. And, and I'll say right now, I'm not a fan of incentives, but it's you have to in order to be competitive. So we have to set aside the argument that we should never do incentives. But, I mean, what do you think of this thing? It's a lot of money. Yeah, as spoken by a seasoned legislator, John, you know, the, the reality is you and I are very much of the free market-oriented uh, mindset. But the thing about a free market is it only works if everybody's right. playing by a free and fair market. And they're not. Um, and that's what puts us, yeah, that's what puts us in this bind of, you know, we know Oklahoma, from what I understand, uh, they're quite likely the uh, the other state competing for this um, and, and offer enormous incentives, as do all the states around us. So we're put in a situation where, yeah, somewhat blindly, uh, we have to, we're asked to approve this incentive package and the extent of my knowledge from one person that has signed the NDA is it's cool. Yeah, I mean, according to that's the case, I know about the company. Wow, and you and you and you and you are somewhat in the loop, and that's all you know. Yeah, um, that's all I've got. It's cool. According to the Kansas Department of Commerce, the state's a finalist in what development officials call a mega project, expected to produce four thousand jobs, paying fifty thousand dollars a year and temporary construction employment of 6,000 jobs. So that's all great. That's all, you know, fantastic. Um, however, the the bill that they want would create a new type of incentive by offering companies refundable income tax credits. And that seems, at least for the Senate, that was the sticking point. That means that the employer could not only get its income tax liability down to zero, but the state could, and in many cases likely would, end up writing checks for millions of dollars and it just seems like you're ob- I mean we're in a we've got a lot of money right now most of it's federal covid money where it seems like everything's going really well but the next time and there will be a next time the states hits a lull 
we're still going to be on the hook to write a bunch of checks to this mystery company, right? Yeah, and that's the part that, that hangs me up too, right? As I look at this idea and, and I look at this, of course we want a 3 million square foot manufacturing yeah. facility. Of course we want the jobs and everything that comes with it. Uh, you know, the idea, though, that we could be put in a position to where if things don't go well for them, we're writing checks, uh, I don't like that. Now, I don't particularly like incentives, period, but at least I can I can wrap my head around the idea of, well, you know, as long as there's adequate clawbacks, as long as we have protection in place, um, if if we don't do anything, we're guaranteed not to get anything. And so no matter what, it, it would be a net gain unless we're writing checks, and that's that's an issue for me and a number of people that I know. Well, and that was uh, the Senate removed that portion from the bill when before they passed it. And, of course, the administration immediately came out and said that's a deal killer. So it's going to come to you guys. Uh, what are you hearing from your colleagues in the House? Well, you know, uh, I know Chairman Carwater and Commerce is going to do a fantastic job vetting this bill. You know Sean, yep. uh, and, and he is a great like-minded colleague of ours, so I'm confident that he and his committee will thoroughly vet this, dig into it, and understand it. Um, you know, for the most part, I, I hear a lot of the same thing. We don't like it, uh, but at the end of the day, you've got to do things to be competitive. Now, I think what the Senate also added was lowering the corporate tax rate across the board. Yes, they did, which I think is a great idea. The package exists. Certainly. I mean, the, the more competitive we can become on a corporate environment, uh, the more prosperous we're going to be long term. So uh, we'll, we'll ultimately see what needs to happen. I mean, again, many of us don't like it, but all of us want to see this type of, of innovation, this type of building and creating uh, going on here in Kansas. We're talking with State Representative Stephen Owens, getting a little... Legislative update. The other big news this week was the passage of the congressional redistricting maps. Uh, predictably, there was a bunch of wailing and gnashing of teeth because, you know, Democrats never gerrymander a district at all, do they? They're just pure of heart and soul. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Because we've known all along they were screaming gerrymandering before he ever even had the right. computer yeah. to begin drawing the maps. Yeah. Before right? you even had the, so the first reality, meeting they were accusing you. Yeah. Exactly, because because it's, it's a foregone conclusion that, that they're going to challenge it no matter what we do. You know, I, I'll be honest, when you look at the map that we passed, when you look at the, the, um, the way that it works and the things that it does and, and how it puts military bases together, it puts our region universities together, um, you know, it, it's a foregone conclusion that you have to split Wyandotte and Johnson County somehow. Now, of course, they want it split to, to where it's gerrymandered for the, uh, for the Democrats. For the, yeah. for the Democrats. Yeah. But, but the reality is, having talked to people specifically from up in that region of Wyandotte County, the federal courts love it when districts are split along interstates because it's a natural barrier. It's a natural line. And so when I've talked to people up there, they actually say that is the best way that you could split Wyandotte County because it absolutely keeps communities of interest together up there. Well, and it had to happen. The numbers are what they are. They were, what, 45,000 people over. Yeah. So by law, it had to that, that district had to lose some population. And you know what, what it comes down to is if Democrats really don't like it, then win more elections. And the next time you can draw well, the maps. And yeah, you know, 
uh, selfishly, I'll be honest, uh, if you look at that and you look at my district, I think the map's fantastic because because now I have all three congressmen in my district. Uh, and so I get to have all of their cell phones and harass them regularly. Uh, <laughs> if if so, you need you any know, of their phones, no, you let no, me know. No I'll give them to you. From my end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, ultimately we expect the governor's going to veto it. Pretty confident we have the numbers to override it. Uh, and then, of course, it'll be challenged in court, and we'll see how the process plays out. Let me ask you, I, I know we've got to let you run, but I real quick, because of ah, Mark Bennett's decision not to file charges in the Cedric Lofton case, I know some of your colleagues are calling for changes to Kansas's stand-your-ground laws. What are you hearing on that? I, I mean, that's a, a, a an awfully – it's a dangerous slope to go down. You start tweaking gun laws, and there's lots that's germane to that. Absolutely. And as a member of the Kansas State Rifle Association, I am uh, I'm not inclined to do that. What I am inclined to do, however, uh, is is to have a hearing, is to discuss this, to investigate it. You know, at the end of the day, it is a tragic situation that a young man died while in, in state custody. Uh, and it needs thoroughly looked at. We need to look at policies, procedures, and even laws. Uh, I have committed uh, in my committee and a joint committee with uh, the judiciary to have a hearing over this, uh, to invite people up to speak, to investigate to the extent that we can, um, you know, what, if any, changes need to be made. We have to have, and this is what I reiterate, we have to have all of the information before we're able to make any type of decision or any changes if, indeed, they warrant it. Sadly, just because we have a tragic situation doesn't mean it necessarily warrants change. Right. Right. It may warrant a policy change. It may warrant, uh, you know, uh, something along the lines of, of officer protocol, uh, of the way that certain things are done, but it may not require legal law statutory changes. Um, sometimes tragedy occurs. And, and again, I'm not casting judgment. What I am doing is saying we need all the information so that we can look at every aspect of this. Well, the problem is that you were talking about Democrats, and for them, they you remember their mantra, Hillary Clinton uh, coined it, never let a good crisis go to waste. So uh, if folks are interested in volunteering, I know you've got a campaign coming up. Speaking of which, I keep hearing this rumor that you might uh, be interested in a Senate seat, uh, the, the Carolyn McGinn Senate seat. Is that true? Are there any, any truth to those rumors? Well, the reality is, as with any election cycle, John, we're going to take a serious look at it. But so much of that depends on what our maps look like. True. Uh, for all I know, I may not be in her district. I may be in another district because of the shrinkage we've seen in rural Kansas. Um, it is certainly something that is on my radar. Uh, and as I've told an enormous amount of people that have asked, encouraged, uh, and, uh, and in some instances even begged, uh, I will take a very serious look at it after this campaign and after the maps. Well, if you end up in that district, you'll have my full support, brother. In the meantime, if folks are interested, you give you have some of the best legislative updates. Uh, they can find a link to those on your Facebook page and at RethinkKansas.com. Likewise, if they're interested in volunteering or donating, they can get information there, right? Yep. Absolutely. Follow me on social media. It's uh, rep.owen. So facebook.com slash rep.owen. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, not much on the Twitter sphere because that's just a liberal cesspool of garbage. But <laughs> once in a while, I'll throw something out there, too. Uh, it is a liberal cesspool of garbage. But ever since I got my blue checkbook, uh, I, I like it a little bit better. All right, brother. Thank you much. Uh, carry on the fight, <laughs> my friend. You, 
We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phones are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Radio hype guy emphasizing the too-good-to-be-true car payment? Then the talk-so-fast-you-can't-understand-him guy delivers the details about what you'll owe up front? At Midwest Kia, we continue to reimagine the way a car dealership should be, so we thought we'd start right here. And as part of our promise to provide a better way to buy in 2022, we're hyping the things that we can deliver on, like exceptional value, new car inventory arriving daily, transparent pricing, plus Kia's amazing 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. Now that's how a car dealership keeps it simple. (laughs) And we're going to give the talk-so-fast-you-can't-understand-him guy some well-deserved time off. Midwest Kia, simple transparent fast a better way to buy visit midwest kia or midwestkia.com and you'll see why more people are singing we want to see you in a midwest kia oh well that was easy but what do we do with these last few seconds oh wait warranty is a limited powertrain warranty see dealer for details Omni Business Center has been working with small businesses in Wichita for over 35 years. With today's changes in the workplace, whether you office from home or are looking to downsize, Omni has developed office plans no other office building can offer. In addition to our traditional business services like receptionist, internet, and conference rooms, Omni has added a load of amenities that will blow your mind and make you actually enjoy coming to the office. Please call 689-FLEX to learn more about the Omni experience. That's 689-FLEX, Omni Business Center, located just west of Town East. This Valentine's Day, make it special for the one you love. Make it special with the gift of fine jewelry from Mike Seltzer Jewelers. Flowers are nice and candy is sweet, but diamonds dazzle. With the largest selection of jewelry in Wichita, you're sure to find just the right item. If not, Mike can customize that one-of-a-kind ring for your special someone. Stop by Mike Seltzer Jewelers at 2929 North Rock Road or visit MikeSeltzerJewelers.com. It's where Wichita gets engaged. Hi, everybody. This is Ted Woodward. You know, I've told you about my house and how Serta Pro painters have helped me out with a couple of great projects. I had a horrible, ugly, cracked front door. A few hours later, because of Serta Pro painters, I have a beautiful new showcase red front door. I told you about my bedroom with the wallpaper literally falling off the walls. A couple of days later, Serta Pro Painters has a great new coat of paint and has transformed the room completely. That's what Serta Pro Painters can do for your home or business. And here during these winter months, it's the perfect time to transform your walls with fresh new color. My biggest challenge was picking out the color because I knew it was a worry-free deal that Serta Pro Painters would take care of everything after that. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. The great folks here in Wichita will take care of you. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Dave, you know, as we were coming out of that or into that break there, you played Bad Medicine, Bon Jovi. 
Yeah, great 80s song. Oh, I love Bon Jovi. You gotta yeah. love Bon Jovi. But I, it, it made me think of, uh, so I ordered, I don't know if you've ordered your free COVID tests. Have not. Um, I know a lot of people have, though. Yeah, we. I went ahead. I'm like, okay, we'll get them. And this is a problem with when you, with, this is probably government. Free. And the people who don't, I mean, you know, neither my wife and I are sick. Yeah. But we just felt, well, you know, it'd be good to have. So we ordered the four COVID tests. Right. And you hear all about the shortages. Sure, people right. having to wait hours right. in line. So Why? we're, we're going to get yours. them. Right. We're going to order them and have them. And that's the problem is too many people are going to do that. I guarantee they're going to sell out. Yeah. So now the White House has spent, announced they're spending an additional billion dollars on rapid at-home COVID tests, which will take the total now to three. So $3 billion. Wow. On, yes. And so we got our, our rapid tests. Okay. And guess where they're manufactured? Um, would it be China? Yes. Oh, yes. How about that? We spent three billion dollars of taxpayer money buying COVID tests from China. How convenient! <laughs> so let me get this straight: the the virus comes out of China, and they're making money off of yes. the tests yes. for that virus. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's actually a pretty good idea. Let's manufacture a virus. And then manufacture the tests for yes. the virus. Well, there you go. And then sell it to the stupid Americans <laughs> who will pay us. Wow. I mean, if you think about it's brilliant if you yeah. think about it. What was your reaction when you saw that on the packaging? I, it was, well, first off, I thought, my first thought was if Donald Trump were president, <laughs> I guarantee you these tests would not have been manufactured in China. Right. It would have been, but... <laughs> Who who in the administration, how come somebody wasn't smart enough to think, you know, we should probably buy this from a, from a U.S. But is there, or, or basically any other any country. Any other country, yes, than China. Right. But uh, it's just, this is the kind of stuff that really frustrates me, though, is, yeah. you know, taxpayer money, and you would think that you should be going with a, there should be a law that says, you have to buy it from a made in America. Right. And if there are no COVID tests anywhere that are made in America, which I find hard to believe, then you're right. At least don't buy them from communists. You'd be like, why don't we buy them from North Korea while yes. we're at it? Yeah, I while mean, we're at it, you know? Yes. It just, I don't know. Am I wrong here? No, it's that's crazy. You know, $3 billion right. on testing, and it goes to China. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it just, this is the kind of stuff, and, and don't get me wrong. I, you, if you want to get the COVID test, get the test, test yourself. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Like, you know, he was saying earlier, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Right. But don't, I, it's just taxpayer money going to buy COVID tests that were manufactured in China. It just sort of sticks in my craw. Now, do you think they'll have enough tests for everyone? No. Do you think oh, people no. are going to go nuts for, the, for because these? Because people like me, like yeah. who didn't need them, but thought, well, it would be good to have them, they'd be handy, right. are going to order them. And I wouldn't be surprised at some point if you've got some people who are going to create you know, f you fake IDs or whatever and start ordering them and then turn around and sell them on eBay. I mean, it's... You yeah. know. Everything else gets sold on eBay. Why not? Well, I, I don't have a problem with that. But, you know... <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course you don't. <laughs> I actually like that idea. But... <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. And I could tell you where to go to do that if yes. you'd like. A little company called eDrop. But, no, I mean, it's... But you know what I mean. It just, it just seems to me like... It, it's a... 
this administration is so disconnected. It's like you know, talking to Derek Schmidt and the vice president who's, quote unquote, in charge of the border. Yeah. And Schmidt went to McCallum, Texas. She did go technically to Texas, but she wasn't within 50 miles of the actual border. And here she's going back to Guatemala, and it's the first time that she's spoken to the folks in Guatemala in months. It, it's they're just out of touch. They're they're horrendously, terribly out of touch. And you know, it, this is just yet another example. Made in China. Made wow. in China. So I guess the 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 bottom line here is order your COVID test and get it from China. Ah, head scratchers. You've been listening to the John Whitmer Show. Thank you. We'll be with you next Sunday. In the meantime, carry on, fellow Neanderthals. Odyssey is looking for an experienced digital and radio account executive to join our team. Odyssey seeks an experienced, self-motivated sales professional.